As early entrepreneurs, we often put marketing strategies at the top of the list and getting our mindset right, right at the bottom of the list. Well, in this episode, we have a conversation with a marketing expert whose message is begin to take ownership of your life and of your business. So you get it all, the marketing tips and strategies and a focus on what really matters, getting your mindset right as an early entrepreneur. You don't want to miss this one. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives, the show that's made for Christian entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about everything from faith to business principles to family life to profitability to strategy to tactics to self-care. If you need it, we'll talk about it. I'm your host, Priscilla Shumba. Without wasting any more time, let's dive into our conversation. We have a very, very exciting guest today. Pedro is the owner and founder of The Marketing Brewing Company which is an industry-leading marketing agency provider serving the craft beer industry. And he also runs a real estate business with his wife, Kayla. Pedro, please, we're so excited to have you. Please introduce yourself. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and thank you for the opportunity. Like as you said, my name is Pedro. I live in Dallas, Texas. Amazing place to live and do business. I'm originally from Guatemala. I moved to the United States seven years ago, a little over seven years ago. That's where pretty much I started my entrepreneurship journey. It was not easy from the very beginning, of course, and it was something that I was not contemplating at the beginning. You know, I have no clue what it meant to be an entrepreneur, but three or four years into that journey, I started discovering all this entrepreneurship work and started getting very, very passionate about it and, and developing myself and, and growing my mind and, and, and start thriving to become better than everything I do. So that's pretty much how everything started for me. But uh, it was quite a journey, you know, because like I said, I moved seven years ago here. The reason why I moved is because I was pretty much running away from my family. You know, I grew up in a really good family. I was spoiled. I was the little one. So I had everything I wanted in my life, but that really didn't serve me when I became an adult because it was just easy to find a solution, I go to my dad to like, ah, can I get the money that I need for everything I messed up in my life? So I was not in a good place. Like I was a 24-year-old man, like with no future, with no goals, with no ambition, uh, being pretty much a loser, you know, and uh, not doing anything positive with my life. So that's what pushed me to say, you know what, it's enough. And uh, I need to do something for myself and pretty much pack all my stuff and left and never look back. <laughs> that's pretty much how everything started. Now I have a marketing company. I run a real estate business here in Dallas with my wife and I'm about to launch my new line of beer products and shaving and skincare for men. It's called The Way of the Modern Beast. And the whole goal is to inspire men around the world. And uh, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> wow, I love that. Now tell me, what was it that made you decide, okay, I'm just going to turn everything around? You know, I, I probably will say desperation. I mean, we all have opportunities. I believe that life gives you opportunities in different moments in your life. It gives you an opportunity where things start getting bad. And most of the time, we don't make a decision at that point, you know, because we're not really in that desperation point. We're not really in that point where like, you need to change something immediately. And that was me. I waited until it was too late. I waited until it was very deep in my problems and like, pretty much rock bottom that really, really pushing me to make that decision to say, you know what, I need to do something positive for myself. To be honest with you, the thought process I had at that point, because I used to be a firefighter, right? So when you're in that line of work, pretty much you learn not being afraid of dying, you know, because you're dealing with death and life every single day. When you're there in, the, in an ambulance, running into a fire, like you have to deal with those things. You see people dying, you, people dies in your arms. You try to do everything you can. So you learn a lot about death. So I think at that point of my desperation, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I, I really need to do something and I need to take a chance. 
I was praying to God, like, I need you to give me an opportunity to do something for my life. And I don't care if this will end up bad. And I'd rather die in trying to figure out what I want of my life instead of staying here in the same place where I was. And that was really what pushes me to, like, just leave everything I had, you know. And I knew the consequences of that at that point. I wasn't expecting them. But, you know, I, at that point, I, I bought a flight ticket. I came to the U.S. to work with some people into the first two or three years being here, I found myself making the decision of like going back or staying here because my visa and everything was about to expire. So I decided to stay and that brought more consequences and more things into my life that really put me under pressure. But now that I look back, I'm grateful for that pressure, you know, because that pressure is what really makes you grow and develops you as a human being. So that's pretty much what I believe it is, you know. Why a marketing agency and why the brewing industry specifically? Like what led to that specific choice? Well, you know, I always love beer. I'm a huge beer drinker my whole life. In, in Guatemala, for example, like 10 years ago, nobody knew about craft beer, right? And then when I moved to the States, I started discovering all the craft beer stuff and, and started finding that passion. Like I really love all this microbrewery stuff. And when I live in Colorado, that was heaven, you know, because Colorado is like the mecca of craft beer. There's breweries in every single corner. So I started enjoying that and, and really exploring more about the industry. But to be honest with you, at that point, I didn't know that I would end up doing something for this industry, you know, because like I said, at the first few years here, I was not into all the self-development and being an entrepreneur and all that kind of stuff. However, I always was uh, passionate about marketing. In 2015, when I finally started getting involved with some mentorship groups and, and start finding mentors and following some of the salespeople, influencers, like great people in the entrepreneurship world. And I started developing myself into all the marketing stuff. Like a couple of years later, I was in the middle of a, another decision, another important moment in my life. You know, I wanted to do something. I was learning all things related to lead generation and social media marketing. And I was learning about doing stuff for real estate and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But then I was like, I want to do something that I'm really passionate about, you know? And it happens to be that that night I was having a beer at home, you know, I was enjoying a, a cold craft beer and I was like, let's let's find out what's going on in this industry, you know, and it's such a small industry because there's less than 10,000 breweries uh, across the U.S. And uh, I started doing all my research and I was like, you know, there's an opportunity here. Like the old adage that the riches are in the niches is like, I gotta, I can focus on this niche and develop my skills in one niche. And it was a niche that nobody was doing the things that I know to do about social media and, and lead generation. And that's pretty much how I got into the craft beer industry and how the marketing brewing company was born. And with that, my podcast was born too and some other stuff that I was doing. So it was a great experience, you know, and I was like, I now have an excuse to enjoy a beer every time I'm working, but it doesn't really happen. I'm, I control it as much as I can because I know it can get out of control, especially when you're in an industry where you're talking with people about beer all day long. Uh, you get thirsty, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. If you're an early entrepreneur, how do you make sure that you really maximize on that niche as far as marketing? Well, first of all, you have to know who your target audience is. It doesn't matter what industry you find yourself or what industry you want to serve. I believe that you have to focus on what type of people you want to serve. I believe everything starts like knowing what your core values are. And, and that's the foundation for what everything you want to do. Because I always say to my people, and, and, I, and I talk a lot about this, uh, not everybody is a good fit for you, you know? Whether the industry is a small industry or it's a big industry, not everybody's going to be a good client for you. There's people that is going to align with you and there's people that is not going to align with you. And that's completely fine. So when you decide to work in certain industry, let's say like the craft beer, right? You have to get clear of, of who you want to attract. Who's that perfect customer? Who's that perfect client for you? The one that is going to match with your core values, with your vision, with your with what the things that you believe. Because what happened is that if you don't work with the right people, eventually you're going to find yourself in problems. And that's a, that's a mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurs do, especially when you start a new business, you know, because of course you have all that anxiety, like what if I fail? What if I don't make money? What if I don't find the clients? And then you start taking clients that they're not the right fit for you. And instead of actually helping you, they're actually hurting your business. And I've been there so many times. It just happened to me a couple of uh, weeks ago. You know, I was working with these clients and uh, they were not the right fit for me, but that moment, I was just so focused on, I want more clients, decided to work with somebody that was not aligned with my core values. That happens two months ago, a couple of weeks ago, I ended up firing them because we were not aligned with each other. So, and that's the thing that a lot of entrepreneurs are afraid of. Like, you cannot be afraid of firing people if you're working with the wrong people, because when you get clear on what you want, regardless if it's marketing, real estate, or whatever industry you're, you're jumping in, even if you work in sales, you know, even if you're a salesman, a car salesman or whatever, you have to get clear what the people you want to work with so you can attract that, you know, because you get what you focus on, right? So if you don't get clear, you're going to attract people that is going to hurt you, that is going to make you waste your time. Your message, your work, and whatever it is that you want to do in your business should attract the right people and repel the wrong people, right? So in the crappy industry, for example, most of the people tend to go a lot more, more to like the liberal side of, of the way of thinking and i'm more of a like conservative kind of guy so i know that that people is not going to be the right fit for me because we're not going to understand each other you know they're not going to lie we're not going to tell them listen your money your your business is licking money is losing money because you don't have a marketing strategy i've been there and when i have to say that to some people they pretty much tell me to like you know like go screw yourself but when there's the right people to work with me they're like i appreciate you giving me this feedback because it makes sense everything you're doing starting off with being clear of who your target is in terms of clients, yeah? Yeah, and you know, even even if everything, you know, like one of the biggest lessons that I've been learning this year is that core values really don't apply only to your business, you know, apply everything in your life, in your family, in, in your friendships and everything. You have to align with the right people because if you're not aligned with the right people, then you're not gonna succeed in life. Our pastor here in, uh, we go to a church here in Frisco, Texas called Elevate Life Church. And uh, he always says that alignment precedes assignment. So the people you're aligned with is going to be crucial for your success. Like you can have all these big ideas. You can have all this big vision and, and the perfect business plan to be successful. But if you're not aligned with the right people, uh, you most likely you're not going to succeed. But I think that applies for everything. Like your customers, your clients, your people in your life, your relationships, your friendship, everything has to be aligned with who you are and what's the foundation for your life. In this case, will be your core values, you know? Mm, wow. That's gold right there. Yeah. What are the biggest lessons that you've learned through maybe challenges or successes thus far in your journey in entrepreneurship? You know, the, the two biggest lessons that I always love to share. One is like, if you feel like doing something, but you feel like, I'll give you an example for this one. We were in one of my quarterly meetups for one of my mastermind groups and somebody was asking, so how do you just go ahead and take action? Like, I'm afraid of like, if I take an action, I'm going to end up losing my job and then I'm going to find myself in a bit position. And then literally I just stop everything in the middle and I stand up as I like, listen, you just have to go for it. You just have to do it. Because if you don't do it, like if you keep waiting, eventually the time will pass and then you're going to miss the opportunity. So sometimes I think you just have to, because a lot of people just wait, you know, like I'm not telling you don't have faith and all that stuff. You, you're expecting for something or miracle or whatever it is of course you have to you need to have faith right but faith without works is death right even the bible says that right mm. so uh, if you don't do the work if you're not willing to take the, the risk if you're not willing to just go for it like it's not gonna happen you know most of the time i believe there are most of the miracles that we're waiting for to happen in our lives they're still waiting for us to do something so if you find yourself in a position where like 
how do I do this? Like, you just have to put your, get yourself against the wall. One of the biggest things that happens to me is like, when I'm lacking on my work, when I'm being lazy, because it happens to everybody, right? Like, we all have those seasons. I have to grab myself and put myself back against the wall if I want to start doing something. Because if I'm not against the wall, if I don't have that pressure, I'm not efficient. I'm, I'm not working. I'm not really making any progress. So I need to be under pressure. That's one of the biggest things that I have learned. And the other one I would say is just that you just have to be honest with yourself too, you know? Because a lot of people is like, I don't know why this has happened to me. I don't know why I'm going through this. Like, why do you stop for a second and think about what are you doing to get the results that you're having right now? Because we ask for everything in life. We want the best life. We want the best car. We want the best family. We want the best relationships. We want the best thing. But what are you doing to deserve that? You know? Like you need to match your reality to what you what you're expecting out of life. Because if you're not that person, like if you're expecting to have uh, an exotic car, for example, you want to drive a Lambo, but you have to match your reality to be that person, right? And what it takes to be that person that you can afford a Lambo. If you cannot take care of the things that you you have right now, don't expect to have more in life. It will take me maybe to a third one that I will throw in there. Also, one of my favorites is stewardship. I've been learning a lot about it, about stewardship. It is not only about money, but it's about everything in life. Some people is like, I want to drive a Lambo, but you cannot even take care of the Corolla you're driving right now. You want to own a mansion, but you cannot clean your apartment. And you're, you walk into your apartment, it's a complete disaster. So don't expect more of life unless you become that person who deserves or you match your reality. If you want elite stuff in your life, you need to be elite in every single area of your life for you to be able to have it. You know what I mean? Give us a little insight into your routine. How do you put yourself against the wall? Because I'm sure a lot of people are kind of like, you know, I, I'm trying to get out of this thing, but I really don't know how to like you said, put myself against the wall. Right. Well, you know, you have to be intentional in giving an example. So what, how my routine looks like most of the time, <laughs> you know, because for the past couple of weeks, I'm going to be honest with you, I've been lacking because I'm just tired. You know, I have to get back into my things, but it happens, you know, it happens to everybody. And I'm sharing that with you because uh, before I can show you my routine and what, how you can put yourself against the wall, just know that you're going to probably fail a couple of times or you're going to have a system where it's not going to happen. A couple of weeks ago, I have like, I didn't went to the gym for like four days because I wasn't waking up on time. I was being lazy. I was, I was not focused. So it happens. So, but my routine, most of the time I wake up at 5.30 in the morning and the first thing that I do is I try to say a small prayer because I don't want to start any single day of my life ever again without thanking God for being alive another day. So that's how I start. Then I pull up my phone, uh, not to check social media. I actually pull it because I have an app where I write the five things I'm grateful for because I think the most important thing you have to do is to work in your mind, right? So the second thing I do when I wake up is I write down the things I'm grateful for so I can train my mind to be grateful and be in living a grateful state of mind, right? And then I go through some of my personal affirmations, you know, because at that time my brain's still kind of sleeping, you know, the waves in your brain are too low and you, your subconscious perceive that a little bit more. So I do my affirmations, I read some stuff to start my day with the right food and then I get dressed and go to the gym and get tortured for an hour because <laughs> I do CrossFit, so, you know, they torture you, right? So I get tortured one hour every single morning. Then I go back, we take a shower, we spend an hour, like, watching some sermon, some online preaching. We have different guys that we like to follow, and we always do that when having breakfast. And then at 9 o'clock, I start my day. I start working from 9 to, like, 4 or 5. That's my work time. 
Obviously, I, I structure my, my calendar to get a lot of stuff done because I would try to live by the rule 48-7, you know, that we try to do in one day what we can do in two days. And that's something that I'm thriving to get to. And then that's it. Pretty much it's five o'clock, clock out, take some time to rest, uh, read my book. Then I go to a Krav Maga class from Monday to Thursday. That uh, Krav Maga, if you guys don't know, it's like combat sport. So I pretty much working out twice a day. That's kind of put myself under pressure. But when it comes to my body or my health, I never been fit in my life. You know, I like I'm, I'm the best shape of my life and I'm still not even close to where I want to be. But the only way I was able to do that to, to be where I am and being on, on track to where I want to go is because I had to intentionally put myself into it. You know, like for example, one of the things that I have done like years ago, I decided, okay, if I want to work on my health, I need to stop drinking too much, right? For the most part, 98% of the time, I don't have a beer from Monday to Thursday. Like I stay away from it. And Friday's I enjoy one or two beers and then on Saturdays is when I can enjoy a couple more beers, whatever it is here my, for my family or with friends, whatever. But I limit myself to those things. I remove every single distraction. So I try not to have beer at home from Monday to Thursday because if I know if I have it, then I'm going to go and grab a beer on, on a Wednesday night <laughs> and that's going to screw out my day. And same thing for working. I had to set up every single hour a reminder to tell me you have to get focused i get distracted very easily i don't have any boss but my calendar is pretty much my boss you know my calendar is telling me every single hour you have to do this you have this deadline you have to accomplish the next tack for the next 45 minutes to an hour or whatever you go have to go do lunch you have to go take the dog out so you have to put yourself intentionally and put like little things in around your life that can keep reminding you like you have to do the work you have to do the work you have to do the work like even on your phone you can put it on your screen every time you open your phone like focus you know, it's as simple as that. Focus on what you need to do in order to move forward, you know, in order to move the needle. And one day, what, what you can do in two, instead of 24-7 is 48-7. <laughs> How can you improve your time management as an early entrepreneur? Like I was saying with your calendar, mm-hmm. like you have to be very intentional how to block your time. Because especially if you're starting a business, I think two of your major daily tasks should be prospect and follow-up. Because mm-hmm. if you're not generating leads, you're not going to generate business. And the follow-up is because the money is in the follow-up. But I think the most important thing is like, like I said, structure your calendar and be intentional with the things that you that you have to do, you know, because a lot of people, and I, I'm that kind of person, and I have done that for so long. I try to... Th- think that I'm being proactive and I'm being productive when I'm just getting busy with a bunch of stuff that is not serving me and is not helping me move forward. So you have to get clear on what are the, the things that you need to do on a daily basis to get closer to your goal. And you know, Andy Frisella, if you don't know you hear about him, but uh, he talks about the power list and he talks about you have to focus on five things that they're going to get you closer to your goals, right? So like I was telling you, if your goal is to grow your business, you're starting, you're going to launch your business, you're in the middle of launching your business, you're in the early stage. So what are the five things that they're going to get you closer to start making more sales, right? To hit those goals. Like I was telling you, prospecting, following up, generating leads, like five things, right? And he explained the reason why you cannot do more than five things is because we're humans and we get distracted. And five is like enough for one single day, right? So there's five basic things that you should be doing every single day. And you keep doing those five things until they become a habit. Then after you do those five things, then you can move to another five things until they become a habit. First of all, this is a slow process. And I think that's another thing that people in the early stage need to understand. Like, don't expect that because you're going to launch a business, you're going to make six figures next week because it's not going to happen. You're probably going to fail. And that's the truth. And there's nothing wrong about failing. So you have to change your mindset when it comes to failing because that's part of the process, you know, but this is a long-term commitment and this is something that takes 
time. You know, it takes effort and takes work and takes dedication and take hours so you can master your skills to actually become successful. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be making money in the next six months. I mean, if you're proactive with your actions and daily tasks that you need to accomplish, right, to get those sales is going to happen, but your business is not just going to grow overnight. So I think once you get clear on the things and the tasks that you need to like really, really think about what are those five things that okay, these are the five things that are going to help me close more sales, right? Or they're going to help me get in front of more people, right? That can be your social media marketing or being on podcasts, you know, being guests in podcasts so people can hear about your story, whatever it is, those five things that you need to accomplish. And then you have to use your calendar, really block your time. For example, for me, uh, from two to five, every single day from Monday to, to Friday, you know, two to five, I have three hours there to follow up with my leads and generate more leads. So that's just, it's pretty much uh, focused on sales three hours a day. And it's not negotiable. And every single thing that I know that is important on a daily basis, I have it blocking my schedule on my calendar. And because here's the thing, we as an entrepreneurs, we believe that, oh, I'm my own boss. And that sometimes puts you in a comfort zone, you know, because you think that just because you're your own boss is like money's just going to show up at the door. It doesn't work that way. There's nobody like controlling you, right? So the calendar pretty much can be like your own boss. It can be to tell you like, you have to do this right now. You know, it's two o'clock. You have to change this. You have to do that. You have whatever it is, but the calendar is like the most powerful thing you can do to manage your time and really, really get at the stuff that you need to get done to get closer to your goals or even crush your goals. So that's the two most important things, I believe. What made you decide to go into real estate? Well, you know, I always liked it. I think it's, it's an industry that gives you a lot of opportunities. And my wife, she's a realtor. She got her license a couple of years ago when I started getting into all the marketing. She started getting into all the real estate. It was my goal eventually to join her, learn the industry, learn more about real estate. Because one of my goals eventually, after I build my companies and all that stuff, I want to be an investor. So I think that was a great opportunity to learn more about real estate investments too and all that kind of stuff. And I have plenty of friends that are either in wholesaling or they're real estate investors, realtors in all type of different ways that you can do real estate, right? So my plan was actually to get my license in 2021, <laughs> you know, but then COVID happened here in the US, right? 90% of the breweries were shut down for almost an entire year the business for the marketing company really went down a lot so i had all this free time i was working actually even for free for some breweries because it, they couldn't afford me because like, you know what the cool idea right now is to keep you afloat let's get to work you know i don't care we talk about money later but i had plenty of time so that's when i decided you know what this is the opportunity for me to get into real estate i can learn about the business and we can build this together so our goal right now we are working on not only selling real estate you know helping buyers and sellers but also we are building a team of realtors where we can actually uh share with them all the information that we know like we're building our whole blueprint you know, to help other uh, builder uh, real estate business as well. So like all the basic stuff that they need to know about marketing, about sales funnels, about how to generate their own leads, how to follow up with people, every single thing that people need. Because in this industry, there's so many people that from the very beginning, they don't have no clue what they're doing. And there's like a lot of like great knowledge out there, but we live in 2021. This is a modern world. This, we live in a digital world and there's a lot of people that are staying behind all this. So our goal is to put all these blueprints. So when we bring people into our team, we bring realtors, they can have a guy that can take them through the whole path to be successful in wow. their real estate career. It sounds like you've really found a great opportunity, even with the tough times that we've been experiencing in the past year or so. Absolutely. But I mean, you know, uh, that, that's the whole thing. Like if people watching this or listen to this, like if you're an entrepreneur, if you didn't do anything in 2020, if you didn't be 
came out of 2020 better, what did you do the entire year? No matter what season we're in, the whole world can be falling apart, but there's always an opportunity. You know, that's why the richer get richer because they found the opportunities in the middle of the crisis. And that have nothing to do with other people's suffering. I'm not trying to tell you that, oh, you have to be heartless. That's not what I'm trying to say, but there's opportunities for everybody, especially if you're in entrepreneurship, like there's opportunities all the time. I could say, you know what? COVID messed up my marketing company and I can be blaming that stuff, but it was not that. It was my fault too. But instead of like complaining for the rest of the year or being right now in 2021, oh yeah, man, COVID ruined my marketing company. I took advantage of that time and pivot and got my real estate license in Texas where you have to study 180 hours and I knocked those 180 hours in less than two months, you know, because I was on a mission to get things accomplished. So I had to pivot and get something done for myself. And now here I am building a business. I love the mindset. What is the number one book that you'd say an early entrepreneur should read to work on mindset? Um, so there's a couple actually. Okay, you know? okay. So the first one I will say, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. That's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's a neuroscientist. He talks a lot about how you can reprogram your subconscious, how the mind works and uh, how we create different habits, you know, in our lives that are keeping us attached to things that they're not allowing us to develop ourselves. So that will be one of the first books that I would recommend, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I would recommend The Law of Attraction too. That will be the second book that I would recommend. I mean, I have read several, but everything that has to be from Joe Dispenza, Law of Attraction, Power versus Force too, probably the three, Think and Grow Rich. Like I know everybody is like the classic for entrepreneurship, but I just read it this year, the beginning of this year, and it just really changed your life and changed your mind. It is incredible, you know, because I never believed that your mind is everything and whatever happens in your mind is going to happen in your life. I think before you start getting more into growing a business, because here's the thing too, you know, just because you make more money doesn't mean that life is going to get easier, like more money, more problems. That's how it is. If you're not preparing yourself from the early stages to control your mind and your emotions and really develop your mind to understand that this is not going to be an easy journey and it will never going to get easier. It's just going to get more fun. Yeah, of course, but you're going to have to deal with more stuff. And that's the thing, right? The more money you have, the more problems you can solve too. So I think those are the books that I can recommend to start with. Oh, thank you for those recommendations. It's great that you talk about this. I think our previous guest that we had on was talking about business strategy. And at the end, he said, it doesn't matter. Even if I tell you everything about business strategy, if you don't get your mindset right, people don't take enough time to focus on mindset because we're thinking about tactics and, and, you know, and strategy to do that and social media, this, and we don't focus on mindset, which he says is the most important thing to, to get right. You bring that across to me now and i'm really like oh my gosh i need to take care of my mindset from what you just said <laughs> it's very important i think that's the only thing that had helped me get through all this stuff especially in 2020 and 2021 is not getting any easier yeah your mind is the most important thing. nothing else matters but your mind <laughs> to be honest now i got this from your bio but you tell people how to begin to take ownership of their life. Like that's your message. I never owned my own stuff when I was younger. Like I said at the beginning, I was spoiled. My whole life, I never took responsibility of my actions. It was just easy just to toss things away and then like turn around and, and, and find something else or find the easier way to fix my problem. But you know, it doesn't matter what happened in your life. It doesn't matter what is your background. Like at the end of the day, you have control of it. Your past doesn't define your future. 
unless you allow it. And we see a lot of people doing that. You know, we see a lot of people living in the past and allowing whatever happens to them. It doesn't matter how bad it is. You know, like there's always someone else that has a worse story than yours. So I think when it comes to taking their ownership, I actually made a post about it yesterday on my Facebook. The reason why you're broke, if that's the case, the reason why you're not happy, the reason why you don't have the good relationship because you haven't taken responsibility of it is because you haven't done anything to change that. But if it's not going to be until you decide to do something positive for yourself, until you don't change things around you and inside you, nothing else is going to change around you. And a lot of people will live in a victim mentality society, right? Like, oh, this guy says something on social media. I'm offended. Stop being offended about what something says on social media. Stop being offended about what happened out there. Like, why you don't take care about what are you doing to yourself? People get offended about seeing other people doing great. <laughs> People get mad like, oh, uh, they, they have more money or like, oh, they're having a good life because they have more money. You don't know what the people that have money or the rich people or even successful entrepreneurs have gone through in order to get there. You don't know the sacrifice behind it. So when, like your life is not going to change unless you decide to take ownership. If you want to lose weight, you have to go and get yourself to the gym. It's not going to happen in, in a week, right? Like you have to push yourself. You have to put yourself under pressure. You have to really go through the pain and start appreciating the pain because that's what makes you grow. The government doesn't owe you anything. Like if you're broke, if you're not successful, your business has failed. It's not everybody's fault. It's not your client's fault. It's not your family's fault. It's not the government's fault. It's not God's fault. It's your fault because you did something wrong down the road. You're not taking responsibility for that mistake that you made. Until you don't take responsibility for that mistake, then your eyes are not going to be open to see, okay, you know what? This is the mistake I made. This is why I fell on this. You know, like if you're not happy with the way you look right now, like why you don't look back in the 15, 20 years of your life where you made the wrong decision, where you didn't eat right, where you just stuff your face with junk food and all that kind of stuff alcohol sodas whatever like when you make you look back and you say okay i'm overweight because i ate like crap for the past 10 years of my life that's when you're gonna start taking ownership and say i need to do something and i remind myself that every single time i'm in the gym too because i wish 10 years ago i would have made a decision not to eat like the way i was eating in my early 20s because i wouldn't be going through all this pain right now trying to lose weight trying to get in shape trying to be better but now i have to go through it and at the end of the day i'm enjoying it i got to a point now i enjoy it and i'm pushing myself and i'm my body is hurting and it's like but this feels great because it's showing me not only that i'm alive but i'm actually doing something for myself to become better wow that's great now pedro i can't let you go without asking you this because you are in marketing and you're a marketing experts what are the key things to marketing successfully for an early entrepreneur what should an early entrepreneur focus on? Well, there's actually three things that you should focus on. First of all, I already mentioned this. You need to know who's your target audience because you cannot just market to everybody. A lot of people, and I give you this example for real estate, right? If you ask an agent right now, like who's your perfect customer? Everybody who wants to buy a home. <laughs> That's so wrong. Not everybody is a perfect customer for you. Because if I ask you like, who's your perfect customer? Everybody who wants to buy a home. I, ha- I know somebody who his cousin wants to buy a trailer home in the woods somewhere here in Texas. Probably you're not going to want to go to work with that person. Right, so you have to get clear who's your perfect customer and who you want to attract with. So, for example, let's use a marketing company. Right, I want to work with breweries, micro breweries, right, in the craft beer industry that are doing this X amount of barrels a year. You have this and this and that, and the reason why I got so specific is because depending on their production, I know how much probably income they're reproducing. So then I can create a strategy for their marketing that they can afford and that I can actually help them sell more. So you have to be very clear. So the first thing you have to know who's your perfect customer. And there's plenty of 
uh, exercises out there where you can create what is called a customer avatar. So when you know your customer avatar, you're going to know exactly what's the right message you're going to put out there, which is the second thing. So you know who's your perfect customer. Now you need to create the right offer because the same offer for somebody looking to buy a $200,000 home is not going to be the same offer for somebody looking for a million dollar home. There's different audiences. There's difference between both of them. Even for somebody looking between 200 and somebody looking for a half a million dollar home, there's a difference. You know, there's different levels of income, the different mindset, the different ways of life. So you have to get clear on your offer. And then you have to have a tool you have to have a a vehicle to drive that message out there, you know? And that's in this case, in this modern world, after COVID, I think the best bet is going to be your social media strategy. Like the content that you're putting out there, the people that you're tracking, your social media ads, all that kind of stuff. So I think those are like the basic components of having a successful marketing strategy. Know your audience, have the right message or the right offer and address that offer to the right audience and try to find the audience, you know, because that's another thing that a lot of people make a mistake. They try to run advertising across all social media. For example, I know that for me or clients, right, for realists, they don't hang out in Snapchat, for example. They're probably in Facebook because of the age that we're targeting. So what we're going to focus on a social media where my perfect customer doesn't hang out, you need to know exactly where you're going to advertise. So I think that will be the basic three things that you need to know. Thank you for that. You've got a new business that you mentioned at the beginning. Oh, yeah. It sounds very exciting. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. There's an interesting story behind it because growing up, I only have sisters and uh, my parents, they got divorced when I was like eight years old. So I think my mom went on a mission to avoid his little boy to become like his dad. And throughout my whole life, when I was a teenager, when I was in my early 20s, uh, I always struggled, you know, because I've always been this kind of person that I like confrontation. I I like being challenged. I like violence, you know, but I don't say that in the wrong way. It's just part of my nature as a man, you know, because that's how God created us to be. We are protectors, right? I like different stuff like that. I like to get my hands dirty. I like to do crazy stuff. I I like guns and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, I believe that all that stuff was preparing me for this moment because now a couple months ago, I came to this revelation about doing something for men. I've been the kind of person that I've been very, not triggered, but I've been like, enough is enough with all this toxic masculinity stuff. And honestly, when I push myself under pressure, I feel good, you know? And then when I see someone out there, when I see a man that is submissive, a man that is not developing himself to be the man that God created him to be, it actually bothers me because we're supposed to be leaders. We're supposed to uh, protect, provide. That's our nature as men. So that's how the way of the modern beast was created. And one of the things that influenced me to do this was a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldredge, where through that book, I discovered that the sign that God made in me as a man and really motivate me and create this passion to develop myself as a man. So the way of the modern beast, the reason why I call it that way is because we live in modern times, right? And uh, obviously, we're not looking to be like Spartans or Vikings and all that stuff, but we live in a different world now. So the whole idea behind this is uh, I'm creating a community for men where we can come together and develop each other as men because men can only validate other men. So our goal is to develop ourselves as men, help each other grow in our masculinity, and really, really become that men that we're meant to be. Not all this toxic crap that we see out there, like not all this bad stuff that other men do, because that's not what a real man does. He uses his power to protect, not to hurt other people. So the whole idea is a community, but I'm also just launching my own beard care product, because you can see I'm a bearded man. Mm-hmm. So I've been a bearded guy for like five years and I love this life. I now own my own beard lines. So I'm launching all this swag and t-shirts and beard care line. And eventually down the road, I will be having also like a shaving line 
design and a skincare and all that stuff because the whole idea is like our, the core values of the modern beast is strength, courage, honor, and self-mastery. So the self-mastery include not only like mentally and emotionally, but also physically and the way you take care of yourself and the way you present yourself out to the public. Like carry yourself always, like I like to say, like walking like the glorious victor, the glorious champion you were created to be. So that's what the modern beast is right now. The community is growing extremely fast. We already have 200 men in there uh, in less than two weeks. Uh, more people is coming into it. Like I'm about to launch in the next couple of days. So I'm excited about it, <laughs> you know? Wow, that's very, very exciting. Now, where would people find this community? Uh, on Facebook. Yeah, The Way of the Modern Beast. That's the name of the community. That's the name of the online store. Uh, right now, we're just going to be selling in the U.S. Eventually, I'm going to open up for the rest of the world. But I'm just in the early stage of this. But the community is for everybody because it's on Facebook. So if somebody wants to join The Way of the Modern Beast, great community of guys, mostly entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, and guys that who are really thriving to, to have that community. And you know, everybody's being pretty grateful about it because I, man, we really need this, you know, and I'm a man, this, this, if you're a man watching this or listening to this, you know that you need this. And every single man out there knows that I know it, even that I've been trying to embrace and love and, and, and appreciate the fact that I'm a man. I, I have been in need for a community like that, you know, where we can like be brothers and, and build a brotherhood and, and, and really help each other. So if somebody's watching, yeah, you're more than welcome to join the community. That sounds amazing. I'm excited for you. Congratulations on that, getting to your launch. Thank you. Now, my last question is always, what has faith meant to you on your journey, Pedro? I think it's one of the most important things. It's not perfect. My relationship with God is not like the best relationship out there. I guess that's something that I need to work on. I know that if I'm breathing right now, I woke up this morning because of his grace. And I think everything that, even that I haven't been like good with my relationship with God and in my faith and all that stuff, every single opportunity that I had in my life until this point is because of he provided me that opportunity. And the other thing that I'm grateful to is, is to understand that sometimes he is the one who sent me some troubles, you know, so I can develop myself. And, and that's the thing that a lot of people think that, oh no, God is never going to send you troubles. Yes, he will, because he knows that you have it in you to be better than where you are right now. So that's one of the greatest things that I have discovered about my faith. So yeah, I'm working on it. I really want to make it a priority at this point in my life more than ever, uh, because at the end of the day, like <laughs> if he wants to shut the lights down right now. That's it. End of story. There's nothing else I can do. I mean, and there's nothing wrong about it, but I really just want to make sure that, uh, I develop myself and the purpose what I, for what I was created to be. That's what fate means to me. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Pedro. This has been a great, great interview. And I think the audience is really going to benefit a lot from this. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I really have a great time. And I hope I, I bring enough value to your audience. And, and I hope this helped him. You know, that's the whole goal. Thank you. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do leave a review and let us know what kind of guests you'd like us to bring on and what exactly it is that you'd like to know. Also connect with us on Instagram at Reinventing Perspectives or visit our website www.reinventingperspectives.com where you can grab a free preview of our latest book, The Christian Entrepreneur's Toolkit. Thank you so much for listening in. We absolutely value your time and we value your input. Have a great day.